Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Morning Minutes, episode 272 with myself, Mark Novak, and special guest, Angus McLaren from Tamora to tell us about the gold rush of city change to the to the country, the trends he's seeing. We we're fortunate to have Angus on probably about three, four months ago with what's going on, little predictions, and it'll be really good to hear from Angus to see how that's unfolded through the pandemic, shifts and changes. Welcome, gents. Morning, Michael. Angus, celebrity <laughs> and, and male and model uh, from Aurora, and uh, known as the John Wayne of real estate. Yeah. Oh, uh, my God, guys. Settle down. Settle down. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Let me get the hat on, little cowboy hat. <laughs> Morning, you and Philip, good to have you on. Philip's from the UK, Angus, so we are global. Morning, Philip. Righto, perfect. <laughs> Yeah, be a bit jealous of the weather we've got out here at the moment. And Luke. Oh, it's a beautiful day, guys. It's uh, it's a long weekend here in Sydney and it's blue skies and it's 17, 18 degrees. And it's, yeah, it's just a, it just feels great this morning. So good morning, everyone. All right. Well, Angus, let's start off. What's your typical Saturday? Let's. What are you doing today? Do you work on Saturdays out there? <laughs> Look, look. Um, I don't do so much on a Saturday because I mainly sell the farms uh, and we work during the week on those type of things. Having said that, I do have an inspection on Monday morning, so I will do inspections on the weekend if I have to, but we do have open houses just about every weekend. Uh, so we operate in two towns, Tamora and West Wyalong, and we typically have two or three open houses uh, a weekend in both of those uh, towns. Yeah. Okay, so Tamora, Gundagai, uh, so to get to young, uh, so to get to Tamora, we head uh, towards Goulburn and we keep on going. That's exactly right. Head down the Hume Highway, M5. So when I'm coming in the opposite direction, uh, when I'm yeah. travelling to Sydney, I always say I don't hit a traffic light until I get to King's Cross when I hop onto uh, New South Head Road. That's your first traffic light. So that's how good the, um, the roads are nowadays when you're coming up that M5, no. the Hume Highway, yep, yeah, all the way around the airport. First traffic light. Uh, basically King's Cross, so it's unreal. It's unreal, and if you kept going, like on that day in five, uh, under the tunnel, um, uh, and then up up um, into the northern suburbs, I mean, you don't hit a traffic light till you get to Mossman. It depends where you're turning off. Oh, yeah, you've got me on the map there. Perfect, guys. That's incredible. That's incredible. Okay, there's Tamora there. So um, now, fortunately, you've um, you, you, you've had a bit of exposure to to um, your kids going to school in in Sydney, so you know Sydney yep. Sydney side as well. Uh, you're obviously dealing with Sydney siders coming to talk to you about real estate and stuff like that. Um, yes. There, there has been a little bit. Have you noticed with uh, the last six months? Have you noticed that there's been more affection towards? You know, people from Sydney coming to coming to country towns and, and spending their money, or, or uh, you know, whether it be buying a country property or there for a holiday. Yeah, we've seen both of that, Mark. So there's uh, definitely the grey nomads are busy. Uh, normally they go north in winter, but instead this year they've been coming west. So we've had quite a few caravans and uh, camper trailers uh, coming to town and people going out for dinner. So it's actually been good, I think, for regional Australia. And that's, so not so much in Tamora because we're a, we're a town that uh, is a very good much got a sort of farming background, not so much tourism, but some of the uh, more touristy spots around our district, for example, um, down at Jugiong, there's a couple of very nice tourist areas on the river. Uh, if you wanted to, for example, uh, book a meal or accommodation at the hotel at Jugiong, 
uh, which is about an hour south of tomorrow, you'd probably have to, there'd be a six week wait uh, list just because it's so popular and no one's going to Queensland, obviously no one's going to Victoria, everyone's spending locally as we were discussing before we came on air. So I think for local businesses, it's been an absolute godsend. And, not just in uh, not just in uh, the country. I was talking uh, to a baker baker on Pluma Road in Rose Bay the other day, and he said he's just had the best six months he's ever had because no one's been going into the city to work. They've all been at home. They've all been coming down and uh, ordering a meat pie or a loaf of bread, and you know, and it'll be the same on the northern beaches, I'm sure. Yeah, we had a question. Yeah. What's the Shamrock Hotel like? Is that your area, Angus? Yeah, it sure is. The Shamrock Hotel, it's under new management just recently. So what happened there was uh, one of the big uh, pub players from uh, Sydney came down and uh, bought the pub and took the poker machine licences away. So it's probably a good thing now. we got less poker machines in town. They're, they're um, not exactly great for the economy, although I know a lot of older people do enjoy using them. Uh, but that uh, pub, then the guy had basically uh, took the um, pokies away and he said, I've got no need to have this pub. But it, he couldn't sell it because there's some rule that if you um, take the pokey machines, you can't sell a pub. Uh, you, you can't then sell it or close it. So he, he's leased it out. So a couple of local guys, including a farmer, uh, younger blokes, um, all involved with the rugby union club, they've taken on the management of the Shamrock Hotel. It's got a very nice Chinese restaurant down there. And uh, yeah, very friendly atmosphere. Great pub. Uh, you know, most people would normally put more pokies in, not out. You probably just didn't. Yeah, it's probably, that's interesting. <laughs> most people buy well, them. Look, uh, so it's a good thing for the community, I reckon, as you said. Yeah, it's good. Exactly. It's good for the community. And he, his business was he just got the licenses and took them back to Sydney. He's probably whacked them in some pub in Western Sydney. I don't know. Oh, I don't know how that works. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what yeah, he did. Yeah. So he bought the pub to get the pokies. Ah. Oh. Yeah, okay. Wow. It wasn't, it wasn't yeah. so good. <laughs> Jam them somewhere else where they spend more. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. You mentioned something to me on cruise ships. You had a bit of a chat. You, how many people do you say were sitting on cruise ships at, at, at its peak? You think we yeah, didn't? so yeah, we under well last night I was at dinner and someone mentioned that there were at any one time before the pandemic there were three million people around the world on cruise ships. It's a big number, isn't it? And that's that figure has that's gone from three million to zero. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And that's so they're coming so something domestically. What's that? Sorry. Again? It just means now they've got to do something domestically as well. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, yep. As yep. Luke says, exactly. cruise caravans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, All right. And so another question I had is, is um, and, and I found this very interesting last time we had a chat on air, was oh. the if you're buying a property out, out you know, your way tomorrow, Gundagai, so, um, so we're west of Sydney. What is it? Four hours? Yes, four hours. Um, is is the capital growth there? So, if I buy a farm for my family, I'm worried that I won't be able to sell it, or I'm going to lose money. That doesn't seem to be the case. No, it definitely isn't, Mark. I mean, farming land has been an unbelievable investment uh, over the last uh, 10 or 20 years, basically appreciating by 7% a year. Uh, if you go back 20 or 30 years, it's roughly not, of course, like anything, it's not a linear line, but it's up there with Sydney real estate as far as capital growth. So, 
Uh, I recently sold a property two weeks ago um, yep. for uh, what was it, $15 million. And I would say 10 years ago, that same property would have been sort of worth four or five million. So uh, there's been really, really good capital growth. And if you can make a yield on top of that of three or 4%, um, you know, 7% capital growth, you sort of around that 10% return. Uh, it's it's very hard to beat that. I don't care what you do. So it's a, it is so you're a now good making you're now making more money out of real estate than modeling. <laughs> oh, you know how much money I'll get. Yeah. yeah, well, it was a good sale, that one. But, uh, you know, that's just the way it is these days. I mean, these farms have become very, very expensive assets. So uh, it's a bit like selling a house at Bullclose, I guess, or on the northern beaches. Same thing. You know, it's so one house equals one farm. So what's the more mum and dad transaction? They've got their maybe humble life, live Northern Beaches or somewhere in Sydney, yep. one, one house, one investment property here, and they're just wanting a bit of a shift. What's their typical transaction? What's some of their typical questions as well to make that um, jump? Yeah, so that's a very good question, Michael, because it's a completely different uh, market, the, li the lifestyle market, we call it. So typically it's about 100 acres or 200 or, or 100 hectares or 250 acres. Now, 100 hectares, guys, uh, remember, one hectare is 10,000 square metres. Um, oh, wow. So you do the sums, 100 hectares uh, is 100 times 10,000. Um, it's, what is it, a million? I think yeah, a million a million square meters, uh, basically. So that wouldn't be that would be not enough land to make a living off, um, but it would be enough land to sort of if you wanted to walk around naked and do your gardening and that type of thing and um, not have nosy neighbours. It's absolutely perfect. So for that sort of investment, yeah, well, that's you know walking around in a forest naked. <laughs> it's not my go, but I'm sure plenty of people like the idea no, of it. But yeah. As long as as long as you dug it in private, I don't I think it's not illegal at this stage. So um basically um for that sort of um investment you're looking at sort of five hundred thousand to a million dollars. So we've sold two properties exchanged in the last two weeks, um around that sort of five hundred and fifty thousand mark, and that would be perfect. And one of those places went to a couple from Sydney. Um, and it's 10Ks out of town. People want to be out of town, but not ridiculous. They don't want to be 40 minutes out of town. They want to be 10 minutes out of town. They want to know, is town water connected? Because not every every house has town water connected. And if you don't, you're relying, that, you know, relying on the stuff that falls out of the sky. And uh, that can be a bit unreliable at times. And what typically on the property, is it just a house? Do they come with a house, a, a, a dam, any like sort of water, a shed, like... I know it sort of varies, but is there anything in particular they're wanting on the land that comes a bit second nature? Yeah, well, I think with a lifestyle block, you normally get a shed. Uh, you always get a dam. Uh, you you know, you often get a bit of a forest out the back. Uh, so a bit of a bit of room. People are looking for room to, you know, if they've got a young family, they'll go and buy the kids a motorbike so they can race around on weekend on their motorbikes. Quite often these people are horsey. Um, so they might there might be horse facilities and they're always popular, you know, that's a complete different like you've got the surfers on the northern beaches, we've got horse people yep. and yeah, you know, it's a it's an absolute massive culture, big industry, and people will spend so much money on their horses. They could be driving the worst car in the world, uh, they have no money at all, 
but they'll spend you know three or four hundred bucks a week feeding their horses and if a, if a beautiful horse comes up for sale they'll buy it for 10 or 15 grand it's unbelievable how popular that little uh, hobby is but it's a very expensive one and i always say people with horses are either filthy rich or filthy poor there's no one in between really yeah, yeah. passion um so the motivation and and this really gets me um because we're seeing this at the moment so we uh, we don't have a sore head um we are losing people out of the northern beaches but we don't have a sore head about it because yep. we're finding that people are coming to the northern beaches 100%. for the same for the same motivation so where yeah. they're actually going to Chamora or Terrigal or any other country with a t suburb with a T, um, they, they, people will come into the northern beaches from St. Ives, Mossman, Neutral Bay, just wanting that sea change. Uh, but they're going to you for a tree change. So when people are coming to you, are you getting, are you get, what is their motivation? What are they asking for? What are they saying? How does, how does that conversation go when, when you get that, um, that, that inquiry from Sydney? Oh, look, generally, I think they're just looking for a quieter lifestyle. Uh, they're looking for a bit of peace and quiet. I mean, it's normally uh, older couples, so they're either, you know, being paid out of redundancy package or uh, they're, they're just about um, just about at the end of their working career. Um, they can sell their place. Uh, it's normally Western Sydney, to be honest. We don't get too many people from the eastern suburbs or the northern beaches, and it's normally from the West and uh, you know, they can sell their place for half a million bucks or $800,000 or this or thereabouts and they can come down here and be debt free um, and live in a small community and basically live the life that they probably always dreamt about. Um, and, and I mean, everyone's got that sort of ideal dream, the, you know, the Australian bush, um, uh, the quiet country life. It's, it's quite romantic to be honest. And uh, I think that's what, uh, what, what appeals to people. And so what? It's, it's, it's not a new dream, is what is what you're saying. It's 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 it's, it's a desire that they've had a long time. Yeah, yeah, Sorry, absolutely. Do you know absolutely. what the desire? Like, where what brings them to tomorrow? Do you find they've had a personal connection there, or is there something quite significant when people are looking for that country life when they're googling tomorrow comes up? Do you, like, because I'm sure there's many areas that they could go. Are they uh, the calls you're taking, are they super cold, they've never been there, or do you find there's always some sort of connection and that's why they've picked it? Or, I don't know, there's something... Yeah, really it's a bit... Yeah, a bit yeah. of both, actually, Michael. So sometimes you get people completely out of the blue, and I don't know. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, they travel they, they travel around. So mm -hmm. a couple might say, right, we're going to go around New South Wales for five or six weeks in a caravan or... Uh, just did, staying in hotels and then where we decide, you know, we'll do that for one year and then we'll make a decision on whichever town we like the most. We'll go back, do a bit more research and if we like it again, we'll um, start looking for houses. So most people actually do a fair bit of research and it normally involves coming out, visiting a few different towns um, and then making that decision based on their gut feeling. Um, and then you get the other people who've got family connections or some sort mm. of um, connection via work, etc. Good point. I'm supposed to make that shift throughout their life. They've probably done that week away where they've gone the caravan, done Australia, and just sort of toyed with the idea. Yep. I, I'm, I'm sure it's probably, you know, um, we've never gone to the country, likes the idea, and fully moves in. They've always, that's always been their cruise equivalent, done that Australia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Okay. Yeah. 
And financing, I know you mentioned most people are buying it all cash. Uh, is financing typically quite as easily as buying a house sort of thing? How are the banks mm. towards farms? Yeah, it's quite long. Is it pretty rubber stamped? Yeah. Actually, it's not that easy. There's a bit of a, a twilight twilight zone between rural lending and residential lending, and it's in, it falls into this lifestyle block. And I'm not sure I'm not sure of the exact size, but I think it's sort of over 40 acres or something like that. It comes into a different category, and it is a little bit harder to get uh, bank lending uh, to buy a lifestyle 30, block. Thirty hectares is the number. I Forty eight. Okay. Yeah, oh, the other day. Yeah, thirty hectares is is the um, is the is the chop. When I uh, was speaking with a broker the other uh, the other day, so it could be different for every bank. Yeah, yeah. But so I, thirty thousand meters. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you need to have a fair bit of uh, equity behind you when you buy a lifestyle block. There's no doubt about that. But most of these people do because they're they're generally selling a pretty handy asset in a city. Yep. And when they're not there, say they buy it five years prior to moving, mo making that shift, is the Airbnb market strong for people, for their homes? If it's just a typical home, is that still strong? Yeah. Or would they go oh, more to hotels or people Airbnb, the 30,000 or the 100 acres? Is that a market? Yeah, look, not not huge in Tamora, but pretty big yep. in West Wyong. And the reason we've got uh, a pretty strong market in West Wyong is because there's a very, very big gold mine up there. It's like the third biggest gold mine in Australia or something along those lines. And a lot of uh, development out there. So there's always uh, uh, workers coming in needing uh, uh, accommodation for short periods when they have mines shut downs, etc. So that uh, that town's very strong. Tamora not so strong in that part of the marketplace i have to say so most people buying um houses for a tree change pretty much move up straight away that's the that's the plan they buy and then they move up yeah. okay so you got we've got 500 to seven hundred thousand dollars uh where would you buy with your money if you wanted a lifestyle property um anywhere in new south wales because you've got you've got well, probably more experience than us Yep, yep. Well, look, I mean, look, at the end of the day, it depends what you like. I mean, do you like the cold climate? If you do, you want to be down, down around the snowy mountains, somewhere around Canberra. Do you like the coast? If you like the coast, you'll go down the south coast or you'll go up the north coast. Um, if you like your uh, humidity, you'll head up to sort of northern New South Wales. Um, but if you want a bit of everything, if you like cuddling up in front of a warm fire in winter, and if mm. you love walking around in your budgie smugglers, uh, in summer, then tomorrow is the place to be because we have four oh, distinct <laughs> seasons. We have very hot summers, we have beautiful autumns, we have cold winters, and we have yep. exceptional springs. So we get to experience four very different climates. So uh, or seasons, I should say. And you know, so that, it, it comes back really, to what you what you like. That's really good advice. That's really like good that. advice that I think that I think we we all may take for granted that what what you've got. Can you say that again? So, guys and girls who are listening, this this if you're looking at what's in your DNA and what attracts you, Angus has just given you four amazing options. Can you go through those options again for a sea change or a yeah. tree change person? Okay. Well, the first one was if you like cold climate, you either go for the mountains uh, or yeah. somewhere in southern New South Wales. 
Uh, if you like the yeah. coast and you know, a temperate climate, you go obviously down the south coast or the north coast. If you want humidity, you go up into the um, north of New South Wales. Um, and then if you want to experience the four seasons, you come into central New South Wales where we've got, you know, as I said, cold winters, hot summers and beautiful springs and autumns. So okay. cold for south, humidity north, four seasons central. Yep, and then temperate on the coast. Okay, beautiful. And so where would you put your money? Give me some country towns that, you, that you're attracted to or your customers are attracted to. Well, Tomorrow. I always, yeah, I mean, obviously I love Tamora. It's a great town, but I'm also a big fan of some of these regional centres like Wagga Wagga and Dubbo and yep. Tamworth, particularly from an investment point of view because um, these towns are actually growing, whereas the smaller towns... Um, we're not growing really. We're, Tamora is actually standing still and maybe going up very, you know, it populate from a population point of view, going up very small percentage. But most small country towns are going backwards. So um, that's a little bit of concern if you're looking for capital growth. But these regional centres are really booming and uh, they've got all the services that a major city uh, has they've all got uh, air services into Sydney you know four or five flights a day into Sydney uh, there's quite a bit of industry in most of these towns so you know, look I think from an investment point of view and also a lifestyle point of view these towns are you know offer exceptional sort of lifestyle and value choice um, uh, options any other yeah. towns yeah where do you oh, so I go. Like Dubai, say to you, I'm looking at your lifestyle one in tomorrow, but I'm also looking at this. Do you ever see a, a strong pattern? Like when people for us, we've got like, they go, we're looking for a unit, Brookvale DY, or there's normally a bit of a mental line where people say if they're looking at Brookvale, they won't go further north than Collaroy. And if they're looking, looking at Narrabeen, they won't go further south to Collaroy. Like, do you have any of that where it's pretty consistent? Yeah. Or is it comes, down, it comes down to budget. Come, normally it comes down to budget. So basically, if you want a lifestyle block around a town like Wagga Wagga, you're going to be sort of one to two million dollars. If you want oh, to wow. be, you know, within 10 or 15 minutes of the CBD on 100 acres on the river or something like that in a nice house, it's going to cost you a fair bit, maybe three million even. Um, wow. if, so if, that, if that's too expensive, you moved out to a town like Tamora. A few yep. less services, and you're a bit a little bit further away, and you can get into something 500 to a million. And now some people don't even, you know, have that sort of money. It's still a fair bit of money, really, when you think about it. Um, so then you've got to go into a smaller village, uh, and there in a village you can get a lifestyle block for maybe 200 grand, 200 to 400 kind of thing. So there's budgets for everyone, but. You know, it, it's a bit like Sydney. If you want to be in the flash suburbs, you're going to have to have a lot of money. And uh, the less money you got, I guess, that you, that you move a little further out. So. Tomorrow to Wagga Wagga is 57 minutes, 86 kilometres. Yep. You could be a six times in price. So if you love that drive, then tomorrow is very appealing as because a lot of people don't mind driving the hour because I'm sure that's probably a pretty cruisy road. Um, yeah, it's a good through. road. Yeah. It's a, good road. a few people do commute to, to Wagga. You buy five homes in tomorrow. Well, you could. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We had a bloke come in. Well, a bloke came in the other day at the beginning of the pandemic, and I think he bought four houses in two weeks just uh, just for pure investment purposes. No one wants to sit on cash at the moment. Have you seen the interest rates? I'm, I'm sure you. I'm sure you heard. I heard yeah, the it's nice. yeah, Not a lot of money there. Like if you if you if you're sitting on cash, you just uh, no one wants to be sitting on cash. 
Yeah, no, we're just real estate agents in DY. We don't do much cash, have much yeah. cash. We just, yeah. yeah no. <laughs> Life stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, like what you make, what you make goes, it goes out the door very quickly, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Dollar in, two dollars out. That's how we live. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mate, you're, you're awesome. Thank you so, so much for your time. Quickly, and can I just show you something before I go? Because I did want to show you just how nice it's looking out here at the moment. So I'm just going to go outside. Exciting. We're on location. I've given you that. Show us. Okay. Keep that internet connection. This is the garden. Yeah. Yeah, it should, should be right. It's still working, is it? Yep, yep, all good. The sun's out. There you Rats. go. So this is a Tree. beautiful day. And everyone in some downtown Tamora. Don't take don't take this for granted. You got you got everyone in Sydney probably in, in bed, uh, thinking about a country property and you're showing them that. I um, think you made a lot of people very, very jealous. That that yes. looks incredible. Yeah, we're having a great season. Yeah, got the pizza oven. Got the sort of uh, pergola out the back with the grapevine. So, yeah, it's a nice part of the world. <laughs> and uh, we want to – have you got a tractor? Oh. I've got three tractors. Yeah, I've got oh, three tractors, uh, two trucks. We're, got a bit of machinery. We're doing a tractor series. We're doing a tractor okay. series next time we, we're next time we yes. talk because um, – it's it's I think country uh, city people toys often think farm. about uh, toy farm toys. Farm toys <laughs> next episode. You take us through everything. <laughs> right, we'll organise that, yeah, guys. We'll organise that. You can tell oh, we're from, so we're from the villages. <laughs> exactly. Right, guys. Well, thanks very much for having me today, and you have a good weekend. You too. And the same to all your listeners. Cheers, buddy. Okay. All Cheers, right, guys. Cheers, Dan. Right. Take it. Bye, bye, bye. Bye.